I'm Jalen Williams with Oklahoma City Thunder, and you're listening to the Boom Down Hoops Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Boomtown Hoops Podcast. I am Steven. We've got Josh and Cade and making his season debut. Coming off the, uh, we'll call it the Ch- the Chet Holmgren injury. Sure, we'll run with that. <laughs> Mr. Bobby Howard. Bobby, what's up? Not too much, guys. It's good to be on the show finally. Uh, I've been listening to y'all all season and very, very excited to make my debut. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about. I'm pumped. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump straight into it. Um, Josh, we'll go and cover the last couple of games here. Uh, Josh was actually at the Cleveland game uh, last Friday, a 112-100 win against the Cavs. Josh, uh, thoughts from that game? Well, um, I think it was a really good home win for the Thunder. Uh, I mean, the Cavs were missing Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio, and um, Kevin Love, but um Thunder also were missing uh, one of their best defenders in uh, Lou Dort. So um, I thought it was just a really good overall win for the Thunder. Um, didn't have the best start, but in the second quarter played good. Uh, SGA carried the team in the first quarter. I think he scored 16 points in the first quarter. Um, hit a buzzer here at halftime to get us down within seven. And then in the fourth quarter, um, you know, I just thought Josh Giddy and SGA played a really, really good game. Um, <clears throat> thought Kendrick Williams played good. Uh, Aaron Wiggins. So I thought it was just a really good overall win against a pretty good Cleveland team. Taking a look at the Warriors game, um, definitely not ideal. Um, second game without Lou Dort. And you kind of want him when you're playing a guy to the caliber of Stephen Curry. Um, they felt all of that as he shot 12 for 20 for 38 points, a prime Steph Curry game. It's hard to overcome that, especially considering they got down by 20 in the first half um, leading into the third quarter. Great to see him chip away, come back, make it close, and they just ultimately fell short. Um, takeaways from the Thunder side, other than being able to come back, is you have Shea and Giddy combined for 52. Um, Jalen Williams had 19, which he's he's been on an incredible run. But uh, overall, for the, the three of them, really, there wasn't much out, outside of that. Isaiah Joe knocked down a couple threes, but anymore, that's expected. So really, just those three and not a, a whole lot else happening in the game, other than, you know, just coming back and making the game respectable. And that's all you can really ask for, because the Warriors did play probably the most complete game they've played this season. Yeah, did did anybody else get like a little PTSD from from 2016? Oh my Clay god, Curry just dagger after dagger. I I couldn't believe it. That that Steph Curry yep. logo three he hit. Oh my god, that that ugh, gave me shivers. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was also Jordan Poole hit a bunch of shots too. So I was like, too much Clay Thompson, too much Jordan Poole, too much Steph at the end. Um, I was, I definitely did have a little bit of PTSD though. To have all three of them hitting you at once is just. Hard to overcome for any any team anywhere. Like the Kings can't even outscore that. That's just a lot. To that's very overwhelming. Well, and yeah. I mean, d- don't you think that uh, you know having Lou Dort in the lineup significantly changes the outcome of this game? If you if you ruffle up Steph Curry and yep. he shoots eight for twenty, and you know he's not playmaking as good because he's kind of ruffled a little bit because Lou Dort disrupts the game in more facets than one. So I think it really changes almost everything. And they, they don't get off to such a hot start, even if he, Lou Dort might have missed a few early threes his defense would have still mattered down the stretch. Yep. And um, I thought, you know, Josh Giddy hit a bunch of shots and uh, played really well. Um, but, uh, I mean, just they just kept hitting shots. And uh, SGA almost tied the game. But um, I think – I just can't remember his name, but he got stuffed at the rim. And after that, Jordan pulling off and Curry and Clay Thompson. And after that, it was pretty much just game over, in my opinion. Yeah, because even though that comeback was really impressive, let's be honest, there was a little bit in the back of your head that's like – 
they're just gonna rip our yep. hearts out here. It's it's happening. You know, Curry's just he he's jumping around. He doesn't look worried. It's it's gonna be one of those games. And you know, thankfully in a weird way, it wasn't as heartbreaking as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But um, no, that was a full strength Warriors performance and one that I think really helped in the development. Uh, getting a team like that, getting them to give you your their full shot, I, I think that's that's going to help the Thunder down the line. I don't know if it's the aftermath, but something about the way they came back, it never felt like enough. And I, I probably just feel that way because it wasn't obviously approved to be that, but it never just felt like enough or, you know, as loud as it should have been in terms of like screeching back. So, I mean, I guess, I guess it was almost anticipated towards the end. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the first game that the Thunder lost with Aaron Wiggins in the starting lineup? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The, the streak has exactly now been broken. Yep, it's over. What did it start? Did it start in 2021 or early 2022? I can't remember. I think it was early 2022, but that's a long streak. Yeah. Nine nine games ended after nine. Yep. So then, then following up that game, the, the previous game, was a probably the ugliest game of the season so far, a 112-106 loss in Houston. Bobby, t- 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 just go ahead and just air out all the grievances you've been building up over the last oh my God. F- whatever 40 games. <laughs> it, it's been miserable. And here's the thing is I, and I kind of hate to be the like upset, you know, rant guy in this role, but I kind of have to, cause it's the only thing on my mind. This is the first bad loss of the season. I would say like flat out inexcusable performance. Um, the Rockets without Jalen green. Um, it, it just, that is not a good basketball team healthy and to let them out effort you out, out hustle you like that, that the, the offense, the rebounding atrocious, the second chance points that Houston got, it was all, it felt like it was all effort. And just as like that golden state loss might be like, well, you know, you gave it a good effort against a good team. This is like the inverse. This is you, you didn't show up. You looked bad from the, from the start and you closed uh, pretty horribly. So for me, it's 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 frustrating because this team has the talent to make a run at the play-in or the playoffs. But after seeing a game like that, it's like, man, maybe not because you have to you have to beat the Houston's of the world. You have to beat the Rockets of the world because you're going to run up against tougher competition, and that's when your youth is going to show. Your youth can't show against bad teams. Um, so while that is frustrating, I. I will say silver lining, maybe a little bit of uh, a, a bit of coping on my end. It's nice to feel angry about the thunder again in a mm-hmm. way that's like I have I'm invested. I've, I'm fully all, all in on this team winning. So that's a little bit nice. Uh, but then you start to just get angry again. So um, that's my thoughts on it. Pretty horrible. Throw it in the trash and just do better next time. The Tar Easton play or plays oh uh, plural was the beginning oh. of the end. <clears throat> And as good as it's, it's good and fun to come back from be, like come back from behind consistently and do it well, but it's not fun when you're doing it against the very worst team in the NBA. Uh, it, may, it just takes away the fun of playing from behind, making it close, and losing eventually by six. And what was almost a, a good comeback, but wasn't there even worse this time against the Houston Rockets. It was different when it was the Warriors. So, yeah, just an overall bummer. Speaking of uh, Tari Eason, he had twelve offensive rebounds, and four of them came in one consecutive play, which is inexcusable. Just not 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 a good look for the thunder in my opinion well and, and you and, sorry bobby to cut you off here but but like you look at it i mean like shea went seven of 23 yeah. i mean like you're not gonna win many games with with shea shooting that poor and then you also had to i mean to kind of look at it on a little bit brighter side usman jang's i believe this was his first game back only what one of 
one of six. So, I mean, you know, he, he looked like somebody who has not played basketball in, in a couple months. I don't mean this in a disrespectful yeah. way, but I, I thought we could have obviously won the game just in terms of talent. I don't feel like Steven Silas is one to outcoach Mark Dagnall. I don't understand where the, the play style changed or why, why every single time we play a Silas-led team – does our play style change out of what we don't? It's different when it's Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat because he's a mastermind. Track, track record of winning a ton of games, going to the Eastern Conference Finals, Finals, winning championships, whatever. This is Steven Silas who has a horrendously bad record with a not very good team. And like guys like Usman Jing, they should eat in this game because he's backdoor slip, backdoor slip. We should be exposing their weaknesses as a not very good team, and we didn't do that. And that's what feels like such a bummer. Because it was his first, his first game back, I was honestly expecting more, kind of a show out. I'm young, but I fit fit him well with the offense. And the way we had been playing, he would have probably got 10 points against any other team just because the flow of the offense, you know, anyone that's not dribbling or taking their own shots, they're getting generated through Giddy, through Shea, who's been passing really, really well. Even Jalen Williams from the high post. I mean, it just feels like anyone should be able to score. So not a very good look coming back. Yep. Guys, it, it's kind of ironic, too, you know, like when the Thunder played a really good team, like, you know, the Celtics, the Nuggets, Cavs and you know we beat them maybe they don't play very good but then we go down and play if the worst team in the league we don't get up for a game like this so I, I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting a lot of flashbacks to 2018 2019 2017 yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately and we're just not we're too young we're too good the thunder are just too young and too good mm-hmm. to just not really show up for teams like this it just it's it's really frustrating, and this is, I believe, the fourth straight loss to the uh, Rockets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty bad stuff, pretty frustrating. And the thing is, I, I think it's almost like Houston just decides to turn it on just to rub a little salt in the wounds. Oh know? yeah, uh, I, it, <laughs> I, and it's worse because I know every, and I mean every single Thunder fan is rooting for a win there. Every single one. There's sometimes that even like the anti tankers are like, okay, we're gonna win every game, but the the dip. Pro tank is like, okay, we're we're gonna win these four games against the Rockets and none other. And we didn't do it. Yeah, well, and not only that, but like losing the Rockets and then getting everyone to be like, oh, you traded Shingoon for mm-hmm. nothing and just getting yeah. slammed with the memes. It's anyone but them. Anyone but them, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had Rockets fans in my mentions from a tweet from three or four days ago that I'd had forgot about. I don't know how they remembered. There's not a lot of engagement on the tweet. It did not, it only got like a few thousand people saw it because of a quote tweet and yeah, they all remembered and came back to it. And it's just like, and this is the Rockets. Here we are. Well, uh, enough about that very awful loss. Let's move on to the brightest news of uh, of all season. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, officially an all-star, announced uh, Thursday night. So, uh, Kate, I'll kind of let you take it. And then uh, Bobby and Josh, you can kind of just jump in. But um Number one, I don't know if you guys saw the reaction video when he got announced. I thought that was really cool. So, um, but yeah, okay, go ahead. Uh, it certainly helps me be a goldfish about yesterday's game. Um, it certainly helps me get over it and just kind of ride a, a, a new different, a different wave, a new wave. Um, very exciting to see. He's he's definitely having an almost an all NBA season. So, almost expected to an extent. Um, once he didn't get the starter spot, like okay, he's probably playing off the bench, and that's fine. Play a few minutes, don't get hurt. You know, have fun, enjoy the All Star Weekend. I, I'm excited that he was excited about it because you know. That is it's pretty cool for a young guy to finally make the All-Star game. Um, Kevin Durant's been talking about it quite a bit. Hate to bring his name into this, but he's been talking about how like it's a joy to be there and players like want to be there. And he, he was talking about it for a different reason for like the dunk contest and stars not wanting to do it. But looking at it from a different side, players want to play in the All-Star game and there's a ton of talent. There's probably 
28 to 30 players that can realistically with their stat line, with their production, be in the all-star game. And to be one of those, what is it? 24, I think, or 22 to actually have made it. That's, you know, it's an, it's really an award that he deserves and I'm happy for him. Yeah. And I, I feel like the competition this year, especially mm-hmm. incredibly tight. De'Aaron oh, Fox yeah. mixing at missing out. That is a guy who makes it most years. Um, you know, anytime you have a year where everyone's like, Oh, we need to expand the rosters that's when you know that it's a the NBA has never been, has probably not been this good talent wise across mm-hmm. the board uh, in its entire um, history. So to make it right now, absolutely awesome, massive achievement for both him and the Thunder. Uh, it is his fifth uh, or, or sorry, the Thunder's fifth all star. Um, so pretty cool stuff. Pretty exciting stuff, uh, to say the least. I believe they've had an all star the Thunder. Every year since, like, I think it was 2010 in Kevin Durant's first year until 2020 when Chris Paul made it. And then that gap year where it was, like, two years of not having it. And then SGA obviously restarted the streak. And it was between five players. So that's really impressive to be, like, a good list of players to be alongside, too. Definitely. Yeah, um, I think you guys both summed it up pretty good. Um, SGA definitely is deserving. Um, He's obviously a really good player. And um, I said this on the podcast, but I believe he's the only reason that the Thunder aren't really bad and one of the worst teams in the league right now. Um, I mean, just look at his stats. Like, he's carried us in a lot of games, hit so many big shots, has several high-scoring games for the Thunder. Um, and just there's just so many young stars in the NBA, too. So I think it's an honor for him. You know, you think of guys like, you know, John Morant, Darren Jackson Jr., um, DeMontis Sabonis. Um, so just I, I'm happy for him, and I can't wait to see him playing the All-Star game. Yeah, and then moving uh, right along, it was also announced this week that Josh Giddy and uh, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, are both in the Rising Stars game. I think that says a lot already with you know with with Giddy being uh, in the sophomore class like he was uh, last year in the freshman class. But I think that says, and Bobby, I'll kind of throw it to you on this one. Uh, you know, having two guys in this game sh- says a lot about the Thunder, right? Should yeah, no- three. <laughs> Should have been three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, Chet definitely would have been there if uh, you know, he was healthy. But um, no, I mean it says a lot about the development of um of the guys that in the system. Um, both Chet and Jalen Williams are or Ch- Chet, sorry. Uh Giddy and Jalen Williams have been incredible this year. And I'm really excited to watch that, even though that you know, kind of new system where they split it up into four teams. Jalen Williams could be one of those like rising stars MVP type of guys. His play style suits an all-star game really, really well with his athleticism, uh, his shooting ability. I think he, that's a guy to watch for sure. I'm very excited to watch him. Giddy, of course, will be excellent. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of the star power, J-Dub, it's going to be fun. Yeah, um, I I think they're both very deserving too. Um, Daniel Williams obviously has played really well. He's had a bunch of shots for us. Um, and <clears throat> Giddy too, um, you know, being picked sixth in the draft last year, I was a little bit unsure, but um, you know, Sam Presti and Giddy proved me wrong. Um, I've enjoyed watching him, and I can't wait to see them go after it. I just think it, it kind of makes sense, kind of like SGA's All Star. I don't want to say it was expected, but if if you look at all the redrafts from their drafts, both of them end up pretty high on their list. Where what is it, seven in each class? I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but I mean they're both within the top seven of their class whenever they're going through redrafts. So um, I would say it's expected, and like you said, I think Jada would be a lot of fun because. If you're if you're taking lazy threes in mid-range, he'll knock them down. And if you're going for emphatic dunks and a breakaway, 
he's going to be your guy that you want to do it. So uh, I think it'll provide a lot of entertainment. I think it's fun for us to be able to focus on something each night, especially whenever you get Isaiah Joe in the three-point contest. Is, is is that kind of like the, the dream and then get like Darius Baisley in the dunk contest? You just have a Thunder player in, in every yep. single thing? Oh, 100%. I, I would feel obligated to travel there and, and just watch it <laughs> and enjoy all of it. Yep. How many how many Thunder players have been in the dunk con- contest? I know uh, Abaka uh, obviously went very far. Um, Hamadou was in one. He yeah, he won it. He yeah yeah, yeah he yeah, won yeah, it because he did the Superman. nineteen right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, because so. it was uh, it was the uh, you know the, the turquoise jersey year. He mm-hmm. wanted the yeah. turquoise jersey, yeah, the city yeah. jersey. Wow, what a memory! I forgot about that one. I was definitely thinking only Surge. Yeah. Air yeah. Congo, man, <laughs> biting the little rumble off the rim. That that dunk, he 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 deserved better than getting eliminated in the first round. Yep. But yep. also new this week, some surprising news. Uh, I think it. I mean, uh, guys, it caught me off guard. I, I don't know if it caught you guys, but Andre Robertson back with the blue. Uh, Kate, like, wh- what is this? And like, I mean, just it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he had been practicing with him, and if I'm going to be honest, I expected an announcement, not really this season, but in the offseason, that he was going to join the coaching staff maybe, and, like, how we have, like, you know, younger, just retired players, you know, working out with players, you know, player development people. I thought he was going to do that. For him to sign with the blue in play, and I actually watched his first six first six minutes of this half uh, tonight where it was actually kind of weird. He played small ball center in the zone. Um, he looked very ready to shoot the three. It's kind of just based on the floor. He never got a chance that, that I saw, at least. He, he didn't end up shooting any shots, but uh, active on the boards, played small ball five on defense, and just looked pretty healthy. And that was that was a good sight to see. But, I mean, really, I did not expect him to even try to make a return to playing. I thought his next step would probably be coaching. Yeah, Kate, um, I agree with you. Um, I haven't seen him play on the blue team yet, um, but – you know, if you remember during all of our runs, Roberson was definitely a great defender and played a huge part in, um, you know, getting stops and playing defense. Um, I honestly didn't think he would play in the NBA again when he ruptured his patellar tendon. Um, that was a really bad injury, but uh, hopefully, you know, he can keep getting better and it would be awesome if he suited up for the Thunder at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, his his comeback and everything was really, really cool. Um, I I don't know what the end game is for him because he – just from what I what I have seen, he doesn't look like he's in NBA shape yet, like at all. Um, but you know, like you know, like Cade was saying, a small ball center type of role, I could see that for sure. Um, but he, um, I don't know. I, I I hope there's something, but you know, missing eight years or some on or like it's been a, not eight. It's been a long time since. I think he's, it was. I think it was five since he five towards Patellar. I think that's right. I don't know where and he played the two from. games in 2020. So technically three, but more so five. Yeah. 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 It's been a long time since he's been mm-hmm. on an NBA roster for sure. So hopefully he can get back. I don't know where eight came from. What am I, what am I thinking? It's, it feels like it's been eight, but no, it's um unreal uh, to see him out there and hopefully, hopefully he can find a way uh, to make an impact either in the G league or, um, or, you know, Hey, maybe in the NBA, but that would be an all time uh, comeback story for sure. Here's my take on it, and like what I got from it is like the Thunder are a player's organization, and there's not a spot for him on the roster. So to me, and it kind of feels like maybe they're taking him on, letting him get back under his feet in terms of playing organized basketball, and just saying, hey, if you get an opportunity to go play pro ball, do it. If not, we'll gladly have you on our staff. We'll gladly have you with the blue, you know, under contract with the blue. We'll have you around. 
and just keep progressing until you can maybe make back to the league if that's your end game. So I think it's maybe just them helping him out and him being around the culture of the Thunder because we saw how much he helped Lou Dort. So I feel like it's just an overall win-win. They can get him back to the league or vice versa. We can get him in the coaching staff to help out the rest of the guys because just imagine Isaiah Joe's three-point shooting with Andre Roberson's defense of mind, probably at the same level of defense, but his mind, that would that would sure change things. Yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun for sure. Um, how, how long did he play for the Nets for? Because if I remember right, he signed. He was with the Nets for a little bit. I think he had a 10 day. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he played. Did he ever end up get on the court? Not sure. I don't, I don't remember I don't that. I'm sure. <laughs> it was not, it was not a long somewhere. tenure. No. Okay. Uh, Bobby, you were thinking of the number eight. Uh, eight is the Boomtown MVP. Uh, J-Dub. Ah, yes, of course. Sure, that's that, that's that's what we'll go with. I just can't Absolutely. stop thinking about J-Dub. Every day, just keep thinking about J-Dub, you know? It's, and it's... Roberson's wearing number eight. That came out, too. Uh, it's just that's what it is. It's in your brain. <laughs> that's what it is. It's his number. Yeah. Uh, he played eight, He f- played five games for the Nets. So, not, not a lot. Okay, yeah. So, that that's definitely... Uh way more Andre Robertson talk than I ever thought we would be doing on this podcast in, in 2023, but oh well. Um, jumping right along, something else that was just announced on Thursday is, uh, just a couple hours before we started recording this, the Thunder-Lakers game got flexed onto TNT. Of course, we all know that is because the Thunder are awesome. Others will tell you that it is because LeBron James will break the scoring record, so um, Josh, I'll kind of let you take it and then Bobby and Cade. Um, I, I mean, obviously it's for LeBron, but once again, still pretty cool to have the Thunder on national TV. Absolutely. Yep. Um, well, I hope LeBron doesn't break the record against us. Um, uh, but no, I, I think it's a, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I <clears throat> like LeBron, but um, I don't want to see him break the record against us. Um, hopefully, you know, SGA outplays him. Um, but you know, I just think it's good to keep getting the Thunder uh, more nationally televised games. I think this is our second one of the year, and um, I can't wait to see them go against the Lakers Tuesday night. Hot take. I'd rather LeBron break the all-time scoring record against the Thunder than watch the Heat break the uh, free throw record against the Thunder. Because at least LeBron <laughs> is going to make it interesting. Knock on wood, because he might just get to the line like 60 times, uh, knowing the refs, you know, they 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 gotta they gotta they gotta get him, you know, they flex for a reason. They gotta get him this uh, record. But um no, I, I I'm excited. It's always great to hear the uh, TNT theme and then watch the Thunder, uh regardless of if, if they're there for us or not. So um starting to it signs stuff like that signs of the times that things are getting better so i i'm super pumped about it i just hope we can go on national tv and actually get a win this time um even funnier if he scores about like 30 maybe home might need 32 depending on how the next game goes for him um just a little a few stats about this he needed about 29 point something points per game to you know for the next two day, games to set himself up for it and then score another 30 in a game against us to actually surpass the record tonight he needed 29 to keep on pace, of course. He scored 17 through three quarters. Um, the game has eight seconds left, and any and barring any free throws, game-winning shots or anything, he has 26 points. So he'll need to get, I think, 34 next game, and then he'll set himself up for a 30-point game against us to break the record, which is very doable for him. We know he's very athletic and kind of just imposes his will on any team that he wants to, whenever. So um, pretty realistic chance that it actually happens. And if it does, how sweet would it be if we get SGA 
from the Staples word crypto logo. Um, I'm him moment again to ruin the moment on national TV. I think it would just be a perfect storytelling moment for TNT and national media. What did what did Chuck call did Chuck call it like Brick City or something tonight? Yes, Brick City. <laughs> he said he said we're going to go back to Brick City uh, sometime soon. I think, and I'm like, okay, it's been too long. He's halfway there. He'll he'll remember soon. He's, yeah, he's, he's got Cloud City and Bricktown mixed up. It's okay. It's okay. It happens to everyone. I think that's when, a, he, when he comes. We'll have someone explain it to him. The, the oh, that's an interesting combination of oh, yeah. of Oklahoma City with the with the Bricktown mix. Is that is that the next city jersey where it's just just brick? a just a brick pattern? <laughs> Thunder could, orange. Thunder orange with a brick pattern. That would be interesting. I could see that, you know, maybe, maybe just with like the numbers, maybe yeah. if you did full on brick, that would look like a custom 2k Jersey or something. Yeah, that would. might be a bit much. Get somebody who can actually do graphic design work to, uh, to, to mock that up for us. Oh, oh man. But that's funny. So Bobby, the, you know, since, you know, first time being on, we just wanted to get, I mean, you can start from game one through now, you know, we've, we've talked about the Rockets game, but I mean, just overall, I mean, you can, here, here's your monologue basically of, of your take on the Thunders season so far. Yeah, no, I've just been like kind of gone from a lot of spaces and stuff just because, uh, you know, life's been busy. Life's, life's been a bit crazy this season, you know, and with college football over, glad to be on, glad to be focusing a bit more. But this whole season to me, I started out, where I'm like, look, do whatever you can to get Victor Wimbanyama. But honestly, after seeing this team start to win and everything, I'm going with the whole, I'm going with a bit of a Kesara vibe. Whatever happens, happens. You know, just let 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 the guys play. Let Shay, let Giddy, let them go out there and have a good time. And if it happens, it happens. So that also goes for, you know, any trades, stuff like that. I don't think we need to be a buyer at the trade market. Um, but overall, the the leap that Shea has made has been so encouraging, so exciting. He has been playing at a level that we've thankfully seen a lot in Oklahoma city because we've had great players, but he is on that tier. Um, this, the scoring, the, the passing has been unreal. Uh, Giddy has improved. What we've seen out of um, Jalen Williams has been unreal for, you know, not even allegedly, not even probably our best pick in the draft. Um, and overall, it just feels like this thing has kind of made that turn to where we can start believing and dreaming again um, of, you know, deep playoff runs and championships. And it, it, it's all coming together way quicker than I think any of us thought. Um, it's been just a breath of fresh air. I, I've been absolutely thrilled with the team other than last night uh and it's just been such a great experience it's it, it, it i feel rejuvenated i feel revived um and you know seeing everything kind of come back to life in the arena over the past month you know from i believe i believe like let's say that pelicans game at home to where the where the arena was pretty much dead to you know that warriors game we just had on on monday um it's been it's been really nice to see everything come alive again so overall absolutely thrilled with the season so far um where it goes i'm not quite sure but uh no matter what i i i'm really really happy about the future because we are adding a whole a whole chet holmgren onto the roster next year so i'm pumped 
the, I think the funniest dynamic on this season is the fact that we are two games away from probably a playoff spot, just as we are two spots away from a top three Western Conference finish in the reverse uh, ranking. So a uh, very funny dynamic. I think Derek Parker is the one who brought this up. Is this the third best individual Oklahoma City Thunder like player season we've seen, like ever? It, with Shea being like the third best, like you got the you got the Kevin Durant MVP, the Westbrook MVP, and what would follow that was is it Shea's this season averaging thirty one points per game? Obviously, stats are inflated. You have to factor all that in, but thirty one points per game is a lot. And I don't we we've seen Kevin Durant win how many scoring titles here? Ah, ton. Like I mean, he. He basically won it almost every year. He was yeah, yeah. So, Since so you like decide if, you got to decide if one of those scoring titles is better than SGA's thirty-one points per game season now. And we also can't forget Paul George's last season at oh, Oklahoma yeah. City. Oh, he yeah. was great. Yeah. He was yeah. great. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, but it's definitely a conversation for top five best individual seasons we've seen that in Oklahoma City. Yeah. I mean, there there's an argument to be made for it. Statistically, he's been absolutely unreal. Um, but you know, it's it's hard to beat some of those KD and Russell. Oh seasons. yeah, even, and even Russell Westbrook's 2016 season, I thought he was really really good that year mm. as well. It, it kind of gets overshadowed because of what he did the very next year. Yeah. But he, there are some really good good seasons out there. I mean, Westbrook. People forget Westbrook not only averaged a triple double in that one year, but he did it three straight years for the yeah. Thunder. So pretty crazy stuff. Well, and and Bobby, you talked about it too. And, and I don't know if I know Josh. You said you got to go to the Cleveland game, but I haven't been able to go yet. But does the arena seem? I mean, like like do the fan like because you know, like you said, like they were kind of it was really sparse in the beginning you know, the beginning of the season, does it seem like everybody's kind of like, it's not only like an us thing, but like the kind of more casuals are getting into it again, or is it still kind of a, we're still kind of on the outside? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, just there's a lot more people in the arena from what I've seen, you know, the crowd is a lot louder, obviously. And even some of my buddies who, you know, are casual Thunder fans, like last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and watch every single game. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you, you don't want to do that. That's a waste of time. Most of these guys aren't even going to be here next year. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. I mean, I'll still watch them and stuff. But then this year, the check's like, oh, man, you know, Josh Giddy's playing good. Or like last night in the group chat, we were all raging about the Thunder game. And I'm like, oh, so looks like more people are getting involved too. So, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I know we've said it on the podcast, but th- this year is just fun. Um, I mean, just – you know, probably winning games that we shouldn't win, um, being really close to the playing spot. Um, I hope the Thunder keep playing, obviously, but, I mean, if they don't, it's not the end of the world. Um, kind of like you said, Bobby, I used to really want uh, Victor Wimbanyama, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, this is Chet's team, and it would be cool to get a really good pick, but if we don't, I mean, we'll have Chet Holmgren next year, so. Yeah, no, de- definitely the arena is getting there, and I – it's been small things that you notice, like more people, you know, you'll, you'll be over at someone's house and they're, they they have the thunder game on and people are paying attention to it nowadays. It's, it just has a different vibe. People yeah. just care about the team again. And it's, um, you know, it, it's really it, it, people really in retrospect, I think will appreciate how little downtime the thunder had. They, you know, had that great year in 2020 where they surprised everybody and then a year where nobody could see the team because the doors were closed and uh Bally Sports slash South or Fox Sports Southwest was <laughs> acting up. Nobody could, you know, get the, even watch them on TV, really. Uh, and then uh, last year, which was pretty, a, a pretty normal season. 
so we really had one normal bad year. That's not bad at all. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have been in the wilderness for what, 17 years and they're just now breaking through. So all, all things considered what we have in Oklahoma city is just truly special. And I think I, I, I worry that some of the casuals take it for granted. Yep. So, um, just real quick, uh, trade deadline is next Thursday on the ninth. So just a quick over under of I'm just gonna I'm legitimately gonna set it at a half trade. Um, so basically, <laughs> is there one trade or no trade? So, uh, Cade, I'll take the over. Why not? Um, salary cap, something move. Um, basically gone. I don't know what it is. You know, just unlocking some picks from the Heat. You know, making making it more favorable favorable for us. Sure, if something happens, why not? Bobby? I'm going to go over. Uh, just trust Sam Presti to do something. Is it going to be of consequence? I doubt it. it. It might be something that, you know, could just create a, a trade exception that never gets used, as is tradition with uh, Sam Presti. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would I would uh, trust Presti to do something rather than nothing. But, you know. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and I'm going to say under. Um, I don't think that Thunder should make a trade at all. Um, I think we should just roll with what we have. And if we make the play in, great. If we don't, it's okay. Um, next year, we'll have a check back. Um, I know people have been talking about maybe trading Baisley, but um, I just don't know if any team would take him at the moment. Um, and I just don't know if it's worth uh, trading away anyone else right now. I will say on that Baisley point, I think we just – need physical like dudes who are actually just big at this point we don't have a lot of just tall individuals and unfortunately at this point basely is one of the tallest ones we have yep so um all right as we kind of wrap things up here um just just do we'll just do a quick uh, record prediction here um Saturday home game against Houston. Um, and then we start a little West Coast uh, road trip uh, Monday uh, at Golden State. And then Tuesday night, of course, at the Lakers on TNT. So, uh, Kate, I'll give it to you first, Josh, and then Bobby, I'll let you finish it up. So what's your record predictions for this week? Before my record prediction, I want to chime in and say Andre Roberson update. He has scored. He has now five points, two, two of two shooting, one of one on the free throws, knocking down free throws. Um, but for my prediction, I'm going to go really, really optimistic despite the terrible loss. I think they get rejuvenated. They're a young team. They can play with energy literally every night and be fine because they are so young. Um, I'm going to go 3-0. and They're 500 at the end. By the time we talk again next week, uh, they spoil LeBron's night. They beat the Warriors second time around. Re- two revenge games and spoiling LeBron's night. I'll go 3-0. and Why not? Yeah. Um, well, I hope they go 3-0, and but um, I think the Thunder – go one and two um I think they bounce back Saturday against the Rockets um I think they show off for the home crowd they're pretty good when they play at home um and then I think they lose to the Warriors I think you know too much Jordan Poole too much Steph Curry too much uh Clay Thompson um on their home floor that's going to be tough to go out there and win and then Tuesday night I think it's a close one um I hope I'm wrong but I think LeBron's going to set the record and um it's just going to be too hard to overcome so i'm gonna say this thunder go one and two hope i'm wrong though yeah i'm i'm gonna echo echo you there josh i i think the thunder also go one and two uh in the same manner uh just because look 
they're going to get they're they're going to get the rockets back but golden state right now is clicking as well as any team in the nba right now they're trying to climb up the standings they're in this lethal defending champ mode that i don't think the thunder can get over uh, at this point and then with the lakers it's lebron's night it's going to be a big affair a massive ordeal and look, that Laker team is also trying to get into playoffs. So even though they have a, a, just a myriad of issues, I think they're going to find a way to put it together and get a really big win. Um, because frankly, I'll say this, if they don't, it uh, it's going to be a disaster in Lakerland. Uh, if, if LeBron gets the record and then loses on that same night, well, it's going to be ugly. I'm just thinking, what if it takes him 27 shots and it's not so efficient? That's my only thinking behind that. The Warriors game is literally just a revenge game. I, there's a really, really good chance we lose it again. Uh, I'm sure we get a big SGA game that game because they don't have great resistance for SGA. I don't know why. He got to his spots. They just weren't following last time. So I'm assuming a turnaround there. So I'll just stand on my 3-0. Maybe 2-1. I'll take that either. 1-2 and two is very, really, really, really realistic. I respect you guys, the 3-0, though. I respect you guys it. See how, do you guys see how much uh, tickets are going for to the Lakers game Tuesday night? The Stupid. highest one was ninety two thousand dollars. Yes, that's oh wild. Insane. That is wild. That's two crazy. degrees for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, no, it's nuts. That's nuts. Well, guys, any, the, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say they just want to see SGA versus Russ. That's, you know, right. that's uh, the two best, the yeah. two best best point guards in Thunder history, head to head. That's 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 the real billing right there. And in third place, Samash Christian. Osh Christian. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the the curry stopper. Yeah, and fighter. Hey, hey, people forget he had the assist that got uh, right. uh Westbrook his, his legendary triple double. So and Curry didn't know his name. <laughs> of course not. Oh, Samaj Christian. You, you, people time. obviously bring up Kyle Singler as one of the worst Thunder players of all time. I think Christian might have been it. I think Christian is, is actually worse than, than Singler. I think Singler had the worst contract. I think that's why he gets dragged <laughs> down so much. We're still paying him. We're that still paying clean. him. And he had the haircut. The haircut was just, yeah. oh, my God. It was memorable, and that's what he wanted. Uh, I didn't know we were getting six years ago content on, on oh, this yeah. year. On hey, this. You, get, you get me on, and you get some You get some old, dusty content out here. That's, that's, that's what I do best at. But uh, yeah, whoever Singler's barber is, I'm sure they have his jersey retired, like hanging from the rafters or something. Well, I think that's pretty much going to wrap things up for us this week. Um, Quick little plug here. Uh, Go head over to uh, the Boomtown Hoops Twitter. Go click the, I believe it's linked. Uh, If not, we'll link it down in our description in the podcast. Uh, Go pick up the the shirt and the hat. Uh, We're doing that special run. It runs, the store closes on the 5th. uh, So Sunday, and Bobby, I don't know if you know, is that actually, does it dead stop Sunday night? Is that what that is? I believe it is. I believe it is a dead stop. Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. So you basically have through Sunday to go get those, get your stuff ordered, rock the icon T-shirt, rock the rock the dad hat. The so dad hat is awesome. The uh, dad hat is fire, folks. Very Y'all cool. gotta take a look at that. Very cool. So yeah, we'll make sure to link that in our description down below. So uh, for Josh, Cade, and Bobby, thank you so much for joining us this week. So hopefully we'll have you on a couple more times throughout the season. So thunder up. We'll see y'all next week. 